Greetings, family of God. It's indeed a real privilege for me this morning to come to you via this platform because of lockdown. And I fully understand that the year 2021 is going to bring fruitfulness. I feel very confident that the children of God will find favor in God. But in having said that, I must emphasize that our position in God has got to be at best the very sacrifice of everything that we would do. I believe in this year, 2021, God is going to be sharpening individuals. We uh, find ourselves, of course, of being separated yet again by coronavirus. I don't want to elaborate on that because it's neither here nor there. Even the outcomes of this lockdown is going to have far-reaching consequences. As you can see, even the economies of the world is collapsing. Right now, money is, is being printed. And there's no country in the world that is going to survive if the economy is not functioning. Because the whole world is going to be in debt. And then it's going to come the time when Revelation will say, we will not be able to buy or sell if you do not have a mark of a beast or the mark. So before we get there, I urge you to carry the name on your forehead. The name of your forehead has got to be the name of your heavenly father. And then that scripture will come alive that you will eat poison and it shall not harm you. It is not merely trusting God at this time around a family. It is about knowing your God. And just as to allow you to think before we get there, I want you, maybe even if you want to stop this recording, when you hear what I'm going to say, and really just think about it. What is your understanding why the Holy Spirit came? What was the intention of God when he brought the Holy Spirit? Sent him out. What was his intention? The original intent. Not talking about the outcomes. I'm talking about the original intent. 
Having said all that, I will ask you to please bow with me in prayer as we present ourselves before God. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. I thank you, my Father, that you are my Father, that you have brought us this far. You have carried us, you have sustained us through difficult times, Lord. And yet your word will say that which we have faced, it is nothing compared to the glory of God that shall from this time forth be made manifest in our lives. As we learn, Father God, to position ourselves in you, that you will open our eyes, God, to, for us to see that which you have in store for us. I pray, Father God, for every person that will hear this message, O oh God, that they will turn their eyes from the circumstances, the things that, that surround them, and look unto you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. That we will trust you, Father God, whether we are in deep water in trouble or whether we're flowing on high because the anointing of God, the presence of God has so filled our environment, has so filled everything around us that we are flowing beyond our capacity. That, Father, we would look unto you because the Lord success, it does not mean God has looked kindly upon us, that then we become self-sufficient. It is that you have privileged us, O oh God, to stand on your behalf, to become the face of the invisible God. Therefore, I say we are privileged today to present the word of God to you not because we've got our lives all together, but I have chosen to ask God to lead every facet of my life because I don't know it all. I don't know what my tomorrow will be like. So whether I live or die, I have to be in Him. I cannot die the death of a fool I cannot die a death and leave everything that God had placed inside of me, leave it unutilized. My desire is to be used of God, to empty everything that God has placed inside of me. And I know I haven't even touched 1% of that which God has in store or has placed inside of me. Child of God, I urge you today that you become vigilant. Do not be guided by things and circumstances that happen around you. Do not be guided by uh, how many people like you, how many people uh, uh, have got their knives on your back. Be bothered about as God spoken. I am impressed by the life of Joshua. Joshua who waited on Moses, imbibed everything that Moses would speak to him. 
And I don't know how many conversations they had because uh, Moses pursued God and uh, Joshua pursued Moses. He would wait at the door of the, uh, the tent of meetings. He never, there's not a time that Moses came and said, Joshua, this is what God said. Moses will simply go to the people and say, this is what God has said. This is uh, the struggles I am having because uh, people are not listening to me. But uh, he, he would, uh, 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 Moses would give that argument to God, uh, never to Joshua. And yet Joshua followed Moses every inch of the way. Moses did not allow his ministry to be altered because or turned from God. Yes, there was many circumstances where Moses, we suppose that he lost out on the promised land because he listened to, to people. But I simply believe that was, that's a working of God. And Moses saw the promised land. And we need to learn how to see the promised land because of the Holy Spirit that shows us things that are still yet to come. And if we have no engagement with the Holy Spirit, how can we see? So it's going to be important in 2021 what you carry inside of you. It's going to be important. Your interaction with uh, the spirit of the living God. Your hearing what is being said. How you receive the word that is being imparted to you in 2021. It is going to be critical. And so I urge you to hear what we are saying today because I believe the Holy Spirit has been emphatic about the direction we as believers need to take. And our behavior has got to be well positioned. Am I saying you will become uh, so holy that you become untouchable? Oh, child of God, you're going to have your hands dirty. I tell you that. You're going to uh, encounter uh, activities around you that you would think, am I saved? And that's going to drive you on your knees again. You're going to receive accusations like you have not received before. But I want you to know, do not allow yourself to be discouraged. This is a time that the church of Jesus Christ must position itself. It must stand and not be moved. Listen to what Isaiah 30 has got to say to you today about your positioning. About your positioning. And then we will go from there to uh, Psalm 125, verses one, uh, 1 and 2. But uh, uh, when you have uh, the time, you want to invest yourself in the Word of God. Read the whole Psalm of 125, 126, 127. You will see it, it is only when you are positioned when God then becomes the builder of your house. It is about being positioned. 
God will not break in into your, into your ideas and how he should be, how he should be part of your life. That God wants to disarm us of our own thoughts, of building our own kingdom. He wants us to build his kingdom and then he will come along, along us and he will build our house that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. It is not about your militancy. It's not about uh, uh, binding this devil. It's not about uh, um, uh, manipulating people around you. It is about being stayed on the word of God. Listen again to Isaiah 30. From verses 19 to 21. Isaiah 30. It says, for the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you at the voice of your cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer you. And though the Lord will give you the bread of adversity, you will taste it. And the waters of affliction, yet shall not your teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, when you position yourself. Verse 19 again, it says, For the people shall dwell in Zion. Zion means an elevated position. It means a place of praise. It means a place of sanctity in God. I don't know where is your Jerusalem, your place of peace. Is it founded on things around you or is it founded in God? I've, I've, one of the things that uh, I, uh, I had to write, I said, Lord, give me sight. Give me a view. Give me an elevated position from where I can view things and see them correctly. Not when I am in a low down position where I am covered by everything around me. Give me an, uh, an eagle's eye that I can view from your position. Especially when hell breaks around you. We, it is easy to react in the flesh. Child of God, I encourage you today, do not read things in the flesh because then you will react in the flesh. But read things from, from your perspective to the relationship to your God. What is the enemy trying to distract me from? Why? 
Would you suddenly come and begin to cause these things around me? Just when I thought I was all okay and suddenly there is a distraction around you. The word of God to you this morning says position yourself on Mount Zion. Learn how to be a worshiper of God. And I'm telling you, worship will pull you out of every miry clay, out of every uh, attack of the enemy. Oh, the enemy will not just come one way to you. There's a time when uh, we will uh, be in rest, when we will fall asleep, where then he will come and plant the tears. When we had thought we had planted our wheat, we were about to be sustained by that which we have planted. But when we lose our vigilance, the enemy will come and sow seeds. And I'm telling you, do not look far. Sometimes it is those that, are you in con that you are in conversation with that are easily will take your word and twist it and make you look the enemy to everybody around you. You have to be vigilant. No matter how cleverly their words and their tactics has been made to look, do not react in the flesh. Be stayed on the word of God because you are in an elevated position and the enemy will always want to bring you down to their, to their level. You stay on Mount Zion because on Mount Zion the people of God shall not be moved. Listen to uh, Psalm 125. It says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion which cannot be moved or removed, but they abide forever. Talking about positioning yourself on Mount Zion, positioning yourself on the strength of your relationship with your God. Do not allow circumstances to begin to say, hey God, where were you when these things here happened to me? It is because God wants to elevate you higher. Do not say, Lord, I am comfortable in this position. Please don't let circumstances shake my position and cause me to begin to fly again. God wants you to soar, not stay in the same position. You've been angry for too long. It's time to give it up now. It's time to give it up. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forevermore. For the road of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. See what I'm saying? Let your righteousness be your strength and not your weakness. Do not fall from your righteous position because then your hand will be used iniquitously. Do good, O Lord, unto those that be good and to them that are upright in their hearts. As for such as turn aside their crooked ways, the Lord shall lead them forth in the workers of iniquity. But peace 
shall be upon Israel. Israel meaning the prince of God. Are you going to choose to be the prince of God? Or you're going to choose to be a beggar that needs to beg God for forgiveness on a daily basis? I'm asking you to choose today the life of peace in the spirit. The life, the word of God, when it talks about the peace of God, it does not mean there is an absence of aggression around you. Aggression, the enemy is always seeking to destroy you. So don't uh, be fooled and think that uh, when you are in God, the enemy is not going to be coming after you. It simply means that when you are in God, you have the weapons how to handle the attacks of the enemy. You are able to neutralize them. How? By uh, going before God and presenting yourself and let God be the judge. Let God be your vindicator. We have tried for too long to vindicate ourselves. And when we try long enough, we become the victims. So don't fall for that rubbish. Stay on the word of God. Stay on the word of God. Psalm 126 verse 1, it says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamt. There will be situations, child of God, in 2021 that you would think they are ready to swallow you up. But the word of God says, when God will turn again the captivity of Mount Zion, we will be like them that dream. We, you will not believe it, even if the Lord had told you ahead of time, which he has told you. He says, you are the apple of my eye. And if he said that, it's time you believed it. It says, then was our mouth filled with laughter. That which today is causing you to cringe, that which is causing you to rise up in anger and sometimes in anguish when you say, Lord, I have done all these things here right. How come is my words being twisted like this? God says, if you will remain on Mount Zion, I will turn your sorrow to laughter. I will turn uh, even uh, the circumstances that you find yes, yourself against when you think the whole world is against you. He says, I will turn it to laughter for you. Why? Because you uh, stayed on God. You are not easily removed. Because if you can move Mount Zion from their position, then surely you have to be God himself. Not even an earthquake is able to shake the things of God. Because if he spoke things into existence, if any circumstance can move that, then they can remove God from his position as being the creator of heaven and earth. Position yourself correctly, child of God. Position yourself. Learn how to pray. Learn again or go back to our previous posting where we spoke about the principles that govern prayer. 
You need to know how to present your case correctly, legally, because the enemy will come and uh, uh, bring uh, the book of accusation against you. You need to know that which applies uh, to you because that's what the word says, uh, or it has been twisted to suit uh, the accusation. So if I find myself uh, not accused uh, as you present your case, uh, I can plead my innocence uh, before my father, who is my judge. He is my advocate as well. I can present it to him and he will find no iniquity in me. But I can only be stayed on Mount Zion. I can only be stayed on that which God has spoken. That your prophetic registry needs to be recalled again. What is my position, Lord? How have you positioned me? How have you positioned me? We have to lock in to God in 2021. I wrote here, lock in into God for 2021. Locking in will, will belong to those who will take the word and begin to apply it. We'll go back to uh, Luke, 20, uh, Luke chapter 1 just now. No matter the circumstances, no matter the circumstances, we have to lock in into God. That's why I say, and I will say it again, do not answer in the flesh. Because if you answer in the flesh, then you will drop the ball. Do not drop the ball. Stay positioned on Mount Zion. An elevated position. Elevated position. It's of critical importance that we stay fixed on what God has said. And so, what brings me to this understanding of this critical time that we are in? On Monday, I went for a walk as I do as often as I can. And as the Lord reminded me that I was supposed to walk around Dundee, or I had intended to do that and pray Dundee to Christ. That was many years back. So last week I was reminded of the same. But this past Monday, I went for a walk again. And somehow, as I crossed the street, I felt a tugging in my spirit that we should ask the Lord to clothe us for war, to shod our feet with righteousness, to place the, bliss, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, and to put on the helmet of salvation. But over and above all those things, I just felt that the Lord was saying, the battle, the direction of the battle can only be determined on which side we choose. Because if I have asked the Lord to clothe me, in other words, to place his anointing over me, not when I am going to a time of engagement with the enemy, then I ask for the garments uh, of, uh, uh, of his covering. But when I will walk in his covering, 
I realized that uh, because a few weeks before that, I had uh, sensed in my walks again, I had sensed uh, that uh, I needed to meditate on the Word of God. On, uh, I needed to meditate, obviously, on the Word of God. And uh, a thought or a voice asked, on what word? You want to meditate, but on what? Obviously, I had not read the word the night before with consciousness of what I'm reading. I might have just read for the sake of reading, you know, just marking my register. I had not read so that I can receive impartation. And definitely I know I did not read the Bible that morning. Okay, it was after five in the morning. I had not read the word. So the question was, what are you going to meditate on? you got nothing inside. So what are you going to meditate on? And so I had that boring walk at that time, not knowing, Lord, what are you saying? And so I began to understand that I have to put something inside because then that which is inside is able to occupy me through the day. And hence, this past Monday, it was then, Ask the Lord to clothe you or to prepare you for a fight, for war. Because war is declared on a daily basis upon your life, child of God. Don't think it is when you've come to church on Sunday, you have listened to some sermon that, okay, now I am clothed. It is a word that you have taken in. The word that you took in. The word that you heard, the word that uh, must become a word that you need to meditate on. And so when I uh, spoke to somebody on uh, Thursday, it was the same thing. What is the word for 2021? And I began to realize that uh, next week you will be asking me the same thing again. What is the word for today? The word for today is the very same word that God is saying work on. And I just felt the word was, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I had to look at that in the, in the book of Joshua. What made Joshua come to that conclusion? Remember, it was at a time, it is uh, Joshua 24, Joshua was ready to expire. And he called a congregation and he told them exactly what God had said. You need to go and read it. He, each verse lays out a segment of their journey and God's instructions in that time. And then it will come to verse 15 when he says, well, if it seems good to you not to serve God, well, that's it. But as for me and my house, this is my determination. I don't know the circumstances that, uh, which way they will carry you in 2021. But you have to say to the circumstances, if you are coming against me to distract me from the things of God, I have news for you. You can carry on in the way you want to go. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord in 2021. Not that God is restricted from your to you. No. 
But that must be my attitude. That must be my posture. That must be my position that I take on. That no matter what uh, uh, life may throw at me, but me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That for me, it is being clothed for war because I have to fight for my sanity on a daily basis. There are lots of thoughts and there are lots of things that will come to you at any given time. But what is your position? How have you positioned yourself as we begin 2021? As I say, I firmly believe that that God is going to deal with us as individuals before we come as a collective, which we are. We will always be a family. We will always be. God will simply amplify when all of us have imbibed the word of God that says, I have to position myself in God, not on what circumstances then I pray in accordance with the circumstances. I pray in accordance of who I am in God and who God is in my life. Easy, my father. That's my next question. Is God your father? Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Which then I'm I'm going back to my first question. Why, what do you believe was a need for the Holy Spirit? Or what was the need of the Holy Ghost? Before we, we uh, uh, as, uh, as some preachers used to say, I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. I am a tongue-talking preacher or believer, and I am a devil-chasing uh, uh, believer. <laughs> that was beautiful slogans. But what was the core of the sending of the Holy Spirit? Let's go again to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. You see, sometimes uh, many things we have believed because that's what we were taught. How nice it will be when we would believe because that's what the word says. And that becomes my conviction because the word of God has said it. He sends his Holy Spirit to confirm and affirm his word in you. Not the word that's in the book. (laughs) He can only affirm that which is inside of you, that which you affirm by not your saying only, but by your faith in that which you believe. Are you like uh, Psalm 125? Are you like Mount Zion that cannot be removed because the presence of God surrounds you? Because I choose to live and move and have my being in Christ Jesus. If I live and move and have my being, you will not get skin of free. Schizophrenia. Ah. I won't be schizophrenic, okay? <laughs> schizophrenia. When I'm in church, one person, 
outside of church, another person. Amongst believers, one person. Amongst unbelievers, another person. You know. When I'm with uh, unbelievers, I use foul language. I scandalize people. Oh, do I remain resolute in my knowing that I am an ambassador of Christ. Whatever I do must speak Jesus Christ around me. I can't wait for the anointing to come. Oh, Shanda Rabababa. No. Let's not play games, church. Let us not play games. It's either you are or you're not. It is not about uh, speaking in this funny language that because uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit uh, has got more than just you speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is only there to aid you how to better represent your father. It's there to aid you how to, uh, 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 how to pray. When you run short of words uh, or you have no, uh, you're so overwhelmed with things, uh, you connect it to the Spirit of God, not as an act, but as an overflow of that which is inside of you. As an overflow, that which is resident inside of you. That's why at the moment I am so in love with uh, uh, the book of Luke, especially uh, chapter 1, because I think there is so much volumes in what it speaks. I'm so impressed with Dr. Luke, the way he puts it. He says in verse 3, Luke 1 verse 3, it says, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first that I wrote to you in order. Um, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write to you in order most uh, excellent Theophilus, in order that you might know the certainty of those things wherein you have been instructed. You see, there was no doubt in Luke's mind that the things that he had uh, uh, heard about Jesus, that uh, he says, I went to credible witnesses and heard about the, 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 the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Not only the saving grace, but he who came to introduce a new way of living. He says, having heard and understood perfectly that this is a life that we can now come and connect and not wait for the priest to once a year cause our sins to vanish, Whew, to free ourselves, that now I have access to God through the blood of Jesus. 
I mean, just that for me triggered so many things that uh, what I am reading does not come from somebody's imagination. He says, I have canvassed many witnesses to find out about Jesus and you, Theophilus, lover of God or a friend of God, that the things that you have been instructed in, if you will take these things here to heart, they will stand you in good stead. Position yourself in what you have been taught and life will reward you accordingly. And not when the storms comes against you, then you cry out to God. But Psalm 125 says to us, or is it... Uh, uh, says to us when we position ourselves, no, it's Isaiah 30. It says when we position ourselves on Mount Zion and then we begin to cry to God, he will hear us. It is about a conversation with God. Cry means out of conviction. It's not about repeating scripture. It's not about searching for promises. It is a, am I positioned in God? That is the question. Now, I was intrigued when I read on the whole uh, story of uh, the imminent coming of Jesus. There's two, there's two people that are prominent in the story. But they are the only, they are the forerunners of the real people that were to come forth. Watch this. Zacharias has a visitation from the Holy Spirit, angel in this instance, and tells him things that, that he has been waiting for years to happen in his life. And he, the angel tells him things that uh, he has been praying for because it says, uh, I have come to tell you that uh, your prayers have been answered. God has heard your prayer. Elizabeth, your wife, is going to be with child. Zechariah says, Hey, but I'm an old buck. Elizabeth is old. How's this going to happen? And the angel says to him, because you did not believe, you're not going to be able to speak. Mary is confronted by the angel. You are going to be with child. And she says to him, hey, how is that possible? When I do not know a man. Hey, I have to ask myself, what's going on here, Lord? They ask similar questions, but there's different outcomes. One seemingly is going to be punished. One is getting rewarded. How is it? Was there questions Questioned out of intrigue, which Mary, it seems like, she was intrigued by this, what that was going to happen to her. And Zacharias was, oh no, that cannot be. 
I don't know. You can decide. You can decide. But for me, the next interaction from the angel brought up something in my spirit. Verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. You know, child of God, when I read that, I thought, oh my goodness. I remember when I got saved. You know, I was sidelined by the church that we were building a, a friendship with at that time, or were going there because, I mean, they became the expression of what God was doing in that time, way back in 1982. And we, we had heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there was no church that was speaking that language. And so there was this church that was uh, uh, mushrooming up. And so we went to listen. And then, of course, they asked me to pray in their meeting. And, sure, it was such a thing that was dumped on me. I stammered and stuttered. And the question was, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? And, of course, I wasn't. And I became a laughing stock. I got judged. My salvation was put with a question mark because I didn't speak in other tongues. And so that became a marker in my own life. If you don't speak in the Holy Spirit, then your salvation is questioned. But God, when I read this here, I thought, Lord, how wrong have we been? Let me read it to you again. Read the last portion of it. Therefore, also that holy thing. What is that holy thing? That which God has placed inside of you. That holy thing, which shall be born of you, shall be called the Son of God. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he overshadows you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's not for you to speak in tongues. It is for you to become the son of God. That's a reality, child of God. You better believe me. The, 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 the speaking in, in tongues, it is only there to help you how to better pray, how to better present yourself before God. But the ultimate is that the formation of the son of God inside of you. That's a reality of why the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Because when you are the son, you can truly represent the father. It is only the son that carries the DNA of the father. Son, yeah, I'm not talking about male. I'm talking about uh, the, 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 the thing that God has breathed in. So your gender has got no role in this. The reality is, are you the son of God? Or you have been fooled all along, all over the years, by those that want to remain in charge over you. 
that it is only some elevated people that can become the sons of God. The Bible says, for unto us a son has been given. It's only the son that is given. A child is born, but a son is given. Your sonship was given when you said yes to Jesus, when you accepted your assignment. That is why there's a need for the human agency. Watch how the story pans out. And, and then Mary is given a responsibility. It says, and behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her in old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Mary, you are carrying the Son of God. But the Son of God, as the Son of God, you need to go and impact that which has been six months in the making already. Because the human agency has got to become the visible face of God upon the earth. We have to understand that uh, we, uh, God does not rubber stamp the things that, that we say and do. It is when we represent him, then it, the outcomes of that, the outcomes of that interaction, when I have heard from God, it is uh, the outcome is determined by God himself. It is uh, for him then to endorse his word, not my thoughts, not my desire. It is for him to endorse his word. It says, uh, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Child of God, when you will invest yourself, it is not just by reading the word of God. It is by believing that you are the son of God, that God blessed you with his Holy Spirit, that you will become his representative. Not a replica. His representative. His ambassador. A lighter word. And Mary says, you see, all these things could have been said, was said to her. It is how you receive the word. Mary says, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departs from her. I found it very interesting that the assignment is delivered. There is this interaction, but it is at a point when she says, well, that you have selected this handmaid, this handmaiden, she received the instructions from you that the angel departs. Why? His assignment is done. Now it is up to Mary. What is she going to do? She gets up and she walks to a city of Judah, verse 40, and enters into the house of Zacharias, and then she salutes Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was now filled with the Holy Ghost. 
You see, if Mary just received that and ha, 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 I am so happy that uh, I have been chosen for this task. John would not have received impartation for him to become the forerunner of Jesus. It was as Mary in, uh, heard the word, heed the word, received it with gladness, uh, and then she decided to go then and meet the one, because that's her only family. At thus far that we are told it was her cousin, Elizabeth, who had this thing here that needed to be connected to its purpose. And John could not have connected to his purpose had not Mary taken the responsibility to go and meet with the grace carrier. It was as she greets Elizabeth that the connection is made. And immediately, remember, Elizabeth, when she, heard, when she conceived, the word says she hid herself for a month she stayed, not because uh, uh, she was uh, afraid of what is happening, not that she considered her age as, a, as uh, a problem. She sat to munch on what had been imparted to her. She had to make sense of all this. She waited on God. Five months later, which then will be six months with the time that she began to meditate on what had just happened into her body, that she will meet Jesus. Or John would. But Elizabeth gave permission for that. Your permission is absolutely critical, child of God. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, that which you culture inside of you. When you know you are carrying that which is holy. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she. Now this becomes key. And blessed is she or he that believes. For there shall be a performance of those things which were told to her by the Lord. Blessed are you, Mary, confirming what I've just said to you, that had Mary sat back and done nothing about it, there would not be a time that would be said to her, blessed is she that believed. For those things that, that were said to her, now they are going to be performed. In other words, the things that were said to you, because you took a step of faith, now you're going to see the realization of what God has prepared for you. But it starts from your positioning. Are you going to sit on Mount Zion and not allow yourself to be moved? 
you can change a church as much as you want and look for that special word. But you know the word that was spoken to you in faith. And you allowed the ravages of life to cause you to become bitter or get hijacked. And then now you are floating all over the place looking for something that will make your life whole again. Your life can only be made whole by one word that God has spoken to you. Obey that word and God will open the windows of heaven. Will open the windows of heaven and flood you with an oversupply so that you can become a resource center. If you are stingy, very hardly that God is going to flood your storehouse. I would that in 2021, we're going to bust all boundaries and we're going to come to that place where we become the resource center. That's my prayer for Gate Ministries in Dundee is that we will take this word and live in accordance with it. Position yourself. Position yourself. Not how you're going to fear that pandemic around us, but how you're going to walk free of intimidation. Right now, nobody can say, I'll never contract this virus. You don't know how it gets to you. But God says, even if you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I will always be with you. And that I will not die until my assignment is finished. So circumstances will happen, but I will not be taken out until my assignment is finished. That's my prayer to God. Do not let the grave rejoice while I am still carrying purpose in me. Child of God, my prayer for you is that God will open your ears to hear what His Spirit is saying. Open your eyes to see around you that there's more for you than those that are against you. Sometimes we allow a little thing to trip us up and takes us on a whole day's journey, a whole week's journey, a whole year's journey in the wilderness when we need not have been there. Carry the love of God inside of you. Everything that you say and do must be not just tainted, it must be overflowing with the love of God. And 2021 will reward you accordingly. I bless you. I bless you, child of God. I bless you today with the love of God and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit that you would receive impartation 
far beyond even the words that we have spoken to you this morning. Because I really, really believe that that was the word of the Lord to you. Take it and live accordingly.